welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hello there, friend. I hope you're doing really, really well. Today, we're going to be chatting all about anxiety and how you can overcome anxiety naturally. And this is actually a topic that I understand very well because I definitely used to experience a little bit of social anxiety back in the day when I was a teenager and that kind of thing. But after that, anxiety really wasn't something that was part of my life at all. But when I was doing my yoga teacher training around seven years ago, it seemed to just come out of nowhere. I wasn't sleeping enough. I wasn't eating my usual diet. So I was eating a lot of Indian food, which can work well for some people, but for me, it didn't really work so well. Basically lots of rice and lentils and that kind of thing and not enough protein and fresh food, which is basically what I'm used to. I was definitely having way too much coffee to basically balance out the lack of sleep. And I wasn't having enough downtime or alone time or rest because we're waking up and starting yoga every day at 6am and then doing classes, teaching yoga, going to all these different classes until around 8pm every night. So it was solid and that was six days a week. So it was huge for an entire month. So we can generally handle short bursts of this kind of stress. If that was for a week or even two weeks, I probably would have been fine. But for a whole month, basically it just tipped me over the edge and all of a sudden I started experiencing anxiety. This real physical sensation of pressure on my chest, increased heart rate, and just feeling kind of unsettled and under pressure all the time, which if you've experienced this, you'll know how frustrating and uncomfortable it is to feel this way. So because of this experience, I've spent a lot of time researching and experimenting on myself to find what works. There are a lot of different types of anxiety disorders and people experience it in very different ways. So for example, social anxiety, which as I said, I used to experience a lot when I was younger, generalized anxiety, which is more of what I've been dealing with over the last seven years or so, panic disorder, OCD, or PTSD. So these things are all very different. So our experience of anxiety is really different for each one of us. A lot of experts say that anxiety can't be overcome. It can only be managed. And this may definitely be true for some people, but I find for a lot of people when they actually identify the reason that they have the anxiety in the first place and address that root cause, then they're able to get to a really good place and in some cases overcome that anxiety altogether. So in this episode, we're going to be chatting about everything you need to know to address anxiety from the root cause and overcome it. Before we get into the episode, I want to let you know about Vitality Switch from Switch Nutrition. This is a really incredible all-rounder whole food supplement to enhance energy, reduce fatigue, improve gut health, and support immunity. It contains a blend of super greens, which provide antioxidants and support detoxification, key vitamins and minerals to help you feel energized and relieve feelings of anxiousness, probiotics and digestive enzymes to support gut health, medicinal mushrooms with so many incredible benefits, 
and adaptogens to help your body adapt to stress. It comes in lots of delicious flavors like strawberry kiwi, mango passion fruit, and chocolate. Mix it in with water or a smoothie and enjoy daily. Head to Switch Nutrition's website to get your hands on Vitality Switch and use the code HIGHVIBE to get 10% off. Okay, let's get into the episode. Let's chat first about how you can address the root cause of your anxiety. So the tools that are going to help your anxiety will basically depend on what's driving it, what that root cause is for you. I find people are often looking for the one thing, so maybe the one supplement or the one type of breath work or whatever it is to address their symptoms, to address their anxiety. But what I find is that it's generally multifactorial. So there are usually multiple root causes. So we want to identify the root causes for you and address them so that you can overcome or resolve your anxiety. Some common root causes include poor diet, imbalanced blood sugar, poor gut health or digestive function, lack of exercise, lack of sleep, stress or an emotional component or trauma, excess intake of caffeine or alcohol, a lack of joy or fulfillment, hormonal imbalances, which could be low progesterone, an underactive or overactive thyroid, adrenaline, which is one of our stress hormones, or a lack of endorphins or estrogen dominance. It can also be down to neurotransmitters as well. So low serotonin, low GABA or low dopamine, for example, and nutritional deficiencies like B vitamins, omega-3s, low iron and vitamin D. Pyroluria is another one as well, which is a condition that depletes zinc and B6, which are both really important for preventing anxiety. As I mentioned, there's really one root cause when it comes to chronic health issues. We really need to look at the whole picture of our body and our lives and figure out what is driving these symptoms for you. For me personally, the root cause of my anxiety has involved a few different things like balancing my blood sugar levels, addressing nutritional deficiencies and hormonal imbalances, and focusing on getting really good quality sleep and enough sleep and the right kind of exercise. A quick message from me to let you know that right now I have spaces available in my four-month one-on-one nutrition programs. If you're struggling with bloating, constipation, food sensitivities, or other gut-related symptoms or conditions from anxiety to endo, I would love to support you. In these programs, I help you to get to the root cause of your symptoms in a realistic, sustainable way. You'll get personalized nutrition, lifestyle and supplement recommendations and online messaging support in between sessions to get all of your questions answered and make sure nothing gets in the way of you getting results. Head to frandargaville.com or the link in my Instagram bio to learn more or book a free phone chat with me. Okay, back to the episode. Let's get started with chatting about nutrition and the role of nutrition in overcoming anxiety now. We're going to speak about some key nutrients, but overall, we want to focus on a nutrient-dense diet that provides the vitamins, minerals, protein, and healthy fats needed for a healthy brain, gut, and body overall. We also want to minimize highly processed foods, alcohol, caffeine, sugar, and artificial sweeteners. I know you're probably sick of me talking about blood sugar by now, but I talk about it all the time because it is really, really important. If you get hangry, If your anxiety peaks when you haven't eaten for a while or you didn't eat enough, then this is super important for you. Blood sugar imbalances, specifically low blood sugar, can make you feel anxious. When your blood sugar drops, 
your body tries to bring it up. It pumps out adrenaline, which is a fight or flight hormone that, among other things, tells your liver to make more glucose or blood sugar. Adrenaline increases our heart rate and can make you feel anxious and overwhelmed and also cause insomnia. Adrenaline is more of our immediate short-term stress hormone. But if this perceived stress caused by the low blood sugar sticks around, it can also impact our cortisol levels, which is another one of our stress hormones. So there are some key things that you can do to regulate your blood sugar levels. Number one is to focus on having enough protein with your meals. So ideally, we want to aim for at least 25 grams with breakfast, lunch and dinner. We also want to minimize processed sugar, refined carbohydrates, and really excess intake of carbohydrates on a whole. If you suspect that blood sugar dysregulation is having an impact and driving those anxiety levels, which it definitely did for me, I highly recommend getting a continuous glucose monitor, which I have spoken about on the podcast before. A continuous glucose monitor or CGM is basically a small device with a little needle that you put onto the back of your arm and it measures your blood glucose in real time. So you can see how the different foods you eat affect your blood sugar levels. And that was so powerful for me because often I was experiencing these hypoglycemic incidents, especially when I'd go and train after having, you know, a breakfast that wasn't adequate or not eating enough beforehand. And then I'd have this hypoglycemic you know, incident. And then I would experience anxiety after that. So being able to actually understand how the food I eat and the exercise that I do and all of that impacts my blood sugar levels and therefore impacted my anxiety was really powerful for me. So I highly recommend experimenting with this yourself if you suspect that your blood sugar is playing a role in anxiety. Now, we do have to touch on caffeine and alcohol here because I feel like these are really big ones when it comes to anxiety. So excess intake of caffeine or even small amounts of caffeine can increase anxiety for some people. So I'd really encourage you to experiment and see what works for you. We spoke about recently in a podcast episode on caffeine, how you can minimize the effects of caffeine. So definitely go and check that out if you think this could be playing a part for you. But keep it to a minimum, so one to two shots of coffee a day and ideally always after food and not on an empty stomach. That can really help minimize the effects of the caffeine. And if you find that the caffeine isn't working for you and it is driving anxiety for you, then you may need to just take a break for a little while and switch to decaffeinated coffee or some sort of other caffeine-free beverages. I'm sure you've heard of anxiety. This is a big one. I hear it from my clients all the time. It's basically when you have a hangover and you have raging anxiety because of how you feel post-drinking and perhaps some of the things you did or said when you were drinking. So when it comes to alcohol, you might actually feel better initially when you're drinking. You have a couple of drinks that influences GABA, that influences dopamine, and it might make you feel a little bit relaxed. It might make you feel a little bit better. That may be the case that we feel better in the short term, but we always feel worse afterwards. This is because alcohol negatively impacts our neurotransmitters and it also just has a big burden on our body as well. Once the alcohol wears off, we tend to experience increased anxiety and panic. 
If this is you, if this is something that you're dealing with, I highly recommend reducing the amount of alcohol you're having or just taking a break altogether for a little while and just see how you feel and just see what impact that has on your anxiety levels. There are lots of really awesome alcohol-free options out there right now. I really like these naked spritz that you can get from the supermarkets here in Australia, pretty much like an Aperol spritz, but with no alcohol or no sugar. So there are lots of great options out there and it really is worth just taking a little break to see how you feel. So we've covered nutrition, caffeine, and alcohol. Now let's get into chatting about gut health and digestion. So the research shows that our gut microbiome influences anxiety and improving our gut microbiome by improving our diet and adding probiotics can actually reduce anxiety. Not only that, but certain gut infections like candida and parasites may also contribute to anxiety as well. So it's important to support your gut microbiome by eating a wide variety of plant foods including probiotic fermented foods and prebiotic foods to feed your beneficial gut bacteria. And if you suspect that your gut may be playing a part in your anxiety, you can test your gut to see exactly what's going on. Not only is our gut microbiome and that community of microbes really important when it comes to anxiety, but our digestive function is also really important as well. And this is really taking that root cause approach to addressing anxiety. So for example, if you're experiencing constipation, that can actually lead to hormonal imbalances like estrogen dominance, which can drive anxiety. And if you have low stomach acid, that can actually impair your nutrient absorption of things like iron and B12 and protein. And deficiencies in these nutrients can drive the anxiety as well. So in taking this root cause approach, we really want to figure out what is going on with your digestive function and your body on a whole and what could be driving the root cause of this symptom that you're experiencing. Hormonal imbalances are another big root cause factor when it comes to anxiety. So if a hormonal imbalance is actually at the root of your anxiety, you're going to need to address it in a targeted way to get rid of the anxiety. Some examples of this are low progesterone, which is a really big one when it comes to premenstrual anxiety and low moods and excess estrogen as well. So if you're dealing with anxiety, low moods, PMS the week before your period and you suspect low progesterone may be an issue, there are some things you can focus on to basically support progesterone production. Like for example, magnesium, B6, zinc, and reducing stress levels as well. And if you suspect that estrogen dominance or excess levels of estrogen could be driving your anxiety, you can focus on fiber and relieving constipation. And it's definitely best to test to actually identify what's going on here. This is a problem that I have, as I mentioned in the last episode, with a lot of generic hormone balancing supplements is because you may have all sorts of different things going on. You could have excess levels of androgens, Estrogen dominance might not be a problem for you. Your progesterone levels could be fine. We really need to identify what is actually going on so that we can address it in the correct way. Now let's touch on some supplements and nutrients to help you relieve anxiety. These supplements can absolutely help relieve anxiety, but generally speaking, this is only if you're actually deficient and in need of that nutrient. So for example, if you're not deficient in B6, and your anxiety is caused by a deficiency in vitamin D or something else entirely, then the B6 is unlikely to help, which is why it's really important to actually figure out exactly what's going on for you. 
So starting with omega-3s. Now, this is something that most of us could really do with because most of us just aren't getting enough omega-3s. They've been shown to reduce anxiety and they're anti-inflammatory and support brain health as well. Now, these effects of reducing anxiety have been shown at a pretty high dose of around 2,000 milligrams a day. So fatty fish is a great way to get in omega-3s, things like salmon, sardines, and mackerels. And in this case, this is one of the very few supplements that I do recommend many people take ongoing because a lot of people just find it difficult to consume enough omega-3s. So that's when something like a cod liver oil supplement or a really high quality fish oil supplement can be really helpful. Next up, we have vitamin B6, which is a key nutrient that supports our entire nervous system. It plays an essential role in producing and regulating the calming neurotransmitters in our brains, like serotonin and GABA, which can impact depression and anxiety. B6 also helps with progesterone production. And as I mentioned, low progesterone is really often linked with that pre-menstrual anxiety that is flared up the week before your period. And that's something that I've definitely experienced myself and I've seen firsthand the influence of magnesium and B6 on that premenstrual anxiety. B6 is found in plenty of foods like carrots, peanuts, sweet potato, potato, chicken, fish, and a bunch more. So it's definitely found in foods, but if this is a specific issue for you, you may find that you do need to supplement. And if you do want to supplement with B6, make sure you're going for the active form, which is known as P5P, which is more readily available by the body. Magnesium, which I just mentioned, calms the nervous system and promotes relaxation. So it regulates our neurotransmitters and melatonin as well, which is our sleepy hormone, which helps us sleep at night. And it also promotes progesterone production for premenstrual anxiety or insomnia. There are lots of different types of magnesium and the type you take is going to vary on the symptoms that you're experiencing. So for example, magnesium citrate, which I find a lot of people are taking because it's the cheapest one that you can find on the supermarket or chemist shelves. It has a laxative effect. So if you need a laxative, it's really helpful. But if you need a form of magnesium to help with anxiety or muscle cramps, then magnesium citrate is probably not going to be your best bet. If you're looking for a magnesium to support with anxiety, some better options would be magnesium threonate or magnesium glycinate. And the dose that's shown to be effective with anxiety is around 300 milligrams a day. Magnesium can also be found in different foods like leafy greens, avocado, dark chocolate, whole grains, legumes, and nuts and seeds as well. Vitamin D is another biggie as well. So vitamin D deficiency can lead to low moods and it's also correlated with increased anxiety as well. And around a quarter of the population in Australia is deficient. And I'm guessing those levels are going to be much, much higher in places that don't get anywhere near as much sun as we do here in Australia. And I'm also going to suspect that number is actually a little bit higher because probably a lot of people don't get tested. I do find that most of my clients or many of my clients are deficient in vitamin D. The best way to get your vitamin D levels to a good place is to get out in the sun. So that does need to be during those daylight hours, usually between around 11 and 2, but not for too long. So we want to have our body exposed. So wearing a swimsuit, bikini, full body out in the sun for around 20 minutes, three times a week. You can use an app like D-Minder, for example, to make sure you're actually getting enough sun exposure for that vitamin D. 
Of course, more isn't better. We do want to be sun smart, but that small amount of sun exposure helps with your vitamin D and it's very unlikely to increase your risk. Vitamin D can also be found in foods as well, like cod liver oil, which is actually really a supplement that I mentioned before, um, which also has omega-3. So that's a really great option. And salmon, sardines, and beef liver as well. As I mentioned, really the best way is the sun. And these food sources are helpful, but they don't replace that sun exposure. And if you don't get that sun exposure or you have really fair skin and it's just not going to work for you, then you may need to supplement with a high quality vitamin D supplement. But best to just get those levels checked and check in with that, whether that's something that you need. Low iron is another one that can contribute to anxiety. Iron is found in every living cell in the human body and it carries oxygen to all parts of the body. And it's just really important in neurotransmitters, energy levels, and so much more. And it's another one that so many people are deficient in. So to get your iron levels to a good place, you want to make sure that your digestive system is working so you have that optimal absorption. And you also want to focus on foods that are rich in heme iron, which is really the animal sources of iron. For example, beef, chicken, and lamb. If you're having red meat two or three times a week and you have adequate levels of stomach acid, that should be around about enough to get this, you know, adequate levels of iron. Now, iron is one of the big ones where I really, really would discourage you from going out and taking an iron supplement because iron supplementation can, you know, impact our symptoms even further. With a lot of the conventional iron supplements, they lead to a lot of gut irritation and diarrhea and, you know, uncomfortable GI symptoms. And they're also very ineffective. So if you're going to supplement, make sure it's a high quality iron supplement like iron bisglycinate, or you can go for something like liver capsules, which is just powdered liver. Um, But really important to check those levels, make sure it's something that you actually need and only supplement with iron when necessary for a really specific limited period of time. And the last nutrient we have is zinc, which is also another key player in making neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine. It also stimulates the vagus nerve, which sends messages of calm to the brain, which can really help support anxiety. The best food sources of zinc include oysters and beef liver. So we've touched on all of these key nutrients, as I said, and it doesn't mean that you need to go and take supplements or you even want to go and take supplements of any of these things. It's best to focus on nutrient dense foods first and of course, test to see whether you do actually need any supplementation to fill any gaps there. So if you're already doing these foundational pieces and you're still experiencing anxiety, this is when functional lab testing can be really helpful. And there are a couple of different types. Definitely, I'd be looking at gut testing to identify any gut imbalances or infections that could be contributing to anxiety or low moods. Hormonal testing as well. So you want to look at sex hormones and stress hormones and how they may be contributing to your symptoms. And nutrient testing, as we've already touched on, things like vitamin D, zinc and iron. A lot of the nutrient testing is bulk billed here in Australia, which means that it's covered under Medicare, which is absolutely incredible. So I'll often recommend that my clients go and get this kind of testing from their GP and bring that to me because then obviously it's a very, you know, inexpensive or free way to go about that. 
However, I do just want to quickly mention that the lab ranges used by GPs for a lot of these things don't really give us the information that we need. So if you've had your blood test done, if everything has come back normal, but you're feeling just not right and you're experiencing anxiety, then I would definitely recommend speaking to someone who has this functional or holistic approach who will look at your labs in a different way and be able to provide a lot more insight into what is actually at the root cause of your symptoms. Before we wrap up, I want to touch on a couple of important lifestyle pieces as well, because obviously nutrition, gut, all of that is super important, but our lifestyle practices and exercise and the emotional component as well can all play a really big part in overcoming anxiety. So we definitely want to make sure that we have some regular practices to help us manage and relieve anxiety. And these things, there's a lot of evidence that they make a difference. They're not just, you know, woo-woo bullshit, which is you know, something that I I think a lot of people really think they can really have an impact. And I've personally found that when I felt really stressed and overwhelmed and anxious, doing specific calming breathing exercises has a huge, huge impact. So things like meditation can be really helpful. Breathing exercises, as I mentioned, like alternate nostril breathing or box breathing. Yoga is incredible time in nature as much as you possibly can is usually really helpful as well. EFT tapping is another great one. And the physiological sigh, which is a specific breathing exercise that I learned recently from Huberman. And he's done a lot of research into the most effective and efficient tools to relieve stress. And this has come out on top. So the physiological sigh, I'll just walk you through that super quickly. Basically, you just want to take a breath in through your nose and then another quick breath in and then breathe out through your mouth and you just continue doing this. And it's really, really simple and it's really effective in a really short period of time. So those those two in-breaths through the nose and then out through the mouth, really filling up the lungs on that in-breath and really extending that exhale on the way out. And that's been shown to be really effective for relieving stress. And that's going to really help with anxiety. Exercise is another big one as well. So it releases endorphins, dopamine, serotonin, GABA, and endocannabinoids as well. And it burns up adrenaline. So when we get really stressed and anxious, we produce adrenaline, which makes us feel terrible, panicked, stressed, jittery, all of that. And we can exercise and we can actually burn off those adrenaline stores so we can return to that more calm, balanced state. So all exercise is helpful for anxiety, but aerobic exercise is specifically beneficial. So basically getting your heart rate up, running, interval training, conditioning, these really get those endorphins going and burn off that adrenaline. The caveat to this is if you're feeling exhausted and really burned out, then you would basically just running on an empty tank and this is not going to be a great option. So I would discourage you from doing this if you're feeling exhausted and burned out. And I would definitely encourage you to get some help because it's not sustainable. You can't be running off empty and have this anxiety. It's really no way to live and you don't have any way to burn off that adrenaline. So you're going to really need to find other ways to manage your anxiety and support your adrenals and really focus on recovering, restoring and healing in a gentle way that's not going to burn you out further. We also want to think about that emotional component as well. So this could include things like going to therapy or 
any sort of personal development work, it's often really helpful to do this alongside all of these other practices. And again, it depends on your root cause. So if your root cause is emotional, then this could be the work. This could be the thing that you really need to focus on. But what I generally find is that it's multifactorial. So we want to do the therapy, focus on the nutrients, focus on the exercise and all of that at the same time. And that is what is going to get us those results. So to recap, we want to identify your root cause or root causes and address those root causes in order to overcome your anxiety for good. And these key things that we want to focus on to overcome anxiety include nutrition, specifically a whole foods diet, avoiding processed foods, minimizing alcohol and caffeine. And we want to balance those blood sugar levels as well. We want to look at our hormone levels and balance those, including our sex hormones and our stress hormones as well. We want to focus on our gut health and digestion and those key nutrients that I mentioned too, including omega-3, B6, magnesium, vitamin D, iron, and zinc. So I hope this has been helpful for you. I know just how frustrating dealing with anxiety can be, but you've got this. There is help out there. There are answers for you. So please keep taking care of yourself. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I really hope that these tools support you to feel a little bit more calm today. Have an awesome day and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.